prisoner of the past, an uncertain heir, a child of utopia, an outsider disgraced. Moon, Comet, Uriel, Ruin. What could the fates have in store? Deck of Many Aces, an actual play D&D podcast made with actual asexuals. We We did this last time. (laughs) We did this literally the exact same thing last time. We are a group who identify as somewhere on the aromantic or asexual spectrum, playing 5th edition D&D with a twist. Each character's backstory, current predicament, and fateful future is based on three cards drawn from the deck of many things. I am your DM, your demisexual mango, <laughs> Ellie. I'm <laughs> fruity. Um, and I use she, her pronouns. Can everyone go around and introduce yourself, your pronouns, the character you will be playing, and the card that depicts their present? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Am. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Uh, my PC coincidentally also uses she, her pronouns, and her name is Tosia Atherdale. She is a Loxodon Battlemaster fighter, and her current card is the Comet. Hi, I'm Chloe. Uh, I use she, her pronouns, and I am playing Raina Riftwood, who is a tabaxi bard. Raina's present is dictated by the Moon card. Uh, cool. I am Ariel. Uh, I use she and they pronouns. I am playing Waralta Kelbeen, or as a more commonly known, uh, Delphinium or Delphi, uh, who that's a warlock. Uh, and my card is uh, for the present is the Ural, which is the Medusa one. Hello, everyone. I am Katie. Uh, I am playing today uh, Morgan Serenity Aldridge. Uh, because got to get that virtue in there, virtue name in there. She is a tiefling wizard, uh, specifically a, a chronomancy wizard. There'll be lots of weird time stuff. Uh, I use she, her, or they, them pronouns, and Morgan is she, her. Morgan's current, uh, car- current predicament is dictated by the ruin card. Oh no! Oh, good God! We got some. We've got like a good. Ruin mix just means ruin just means that you don't have any money, so it's fine. It's she can fine. deal with being poor like everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's worth saying as well uh, for people listening: if you haven't played D anD D before, that is totally fine. This is basically uh, like improvisational long form storytelling. 
uh, with some dice rolling to dictate some random chances and combat encounters and things. I basically like to think it's improv appropriated by nerds. I mean, I say that like yes. I'm not a nerd. And <laughs> shall we very quickly explain the D20 mechanic just in case there's people who haven't, who don't know that much. Yeah. So basically what happens is whenever you want to do something like kick down a door or cast a magic spell or shoot an arrow at somebody, uh, your character has a modifier, which might be plus two or minus one or whatever, uh, depending on what you're trying to do. And then you roll a 20-sided dice. I just rolled a 13. Oof. Uh, and then you add that number or take it away if it's a negative number to the d20 score. And if you beat a certain uh, certain level that you're supposed to... I can't remember what the number is. The DC? I don't, remember, I don't know what yeah. DC stands for it's either. Yeah. Anyway, if you hit the target number, you succeed in what you're doing. You hit them with the spell or you have kicked out the door or persuaded somebody to give you all their money. And if you don't miss the tar- if you don't make the target, you've not succeeded. If you roll a twenty, then you succeed really, really well. If you roll a one, then you fail epically, and I will do my utmost to embarrass you. I would mm-hmm. expect nothing less from you, Ali. Yay! I am used to playing with a completely chaotic group of people, um, so this is also going to be fun. <laughs> and we're um, not chaotic. I, had- <laughs> I was going to say I also haven't DM'd in a while. So, I, Sorry, I, I can... I'm slightly offended by the idea that we're not chaotic in any way. Yeah, That's... Ellie, excuse me. Um, shall we? Shall we begin? Let's do it. Let's begin. Are you gonna do an intro? Okay. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a uh, sort of set. I'll set the scene. Ooh. Our story begins in Atus Orbis, a city that is familiar to some of you and totally foreign to others. The harsh desert sun beats down but the residents of this particular town seem unfazed by it. The buildings here have an eclectic and unique style to them. The high rises that pepper the horizon have virtually no stairs. Instead, great pillars with asymmetrical grooves hold up sun-drenched platforms. Thick ropes and ship-like masts connect these platforms, and there's an occasional sail slung between platforms, in which several residents are piled haphazardly, napping in the afternoon heat. Welcome to Catgirl City, home of the Tabaxi. <laughs> I can't believe we're calling it Catgirl City. It's, it is Catgirl City. It is also, I don't know if I made it clear in that introduction, but the buildings are literally like those cat towers. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hate like... you. <laughs> so well, what does that, sorry. Uh, we can get, you can cut this out if you like, but what does, uh, what does Atis actually mean? Or is it just Latin? Atis is based off the Latin for Catgill City. Uh, okay. It's, it's, Fantastic. It's, I just took out some of the bits that made it, like, there's a C before the A in the uh, first bit, so yeah. it is just Catus, which I thought was a bit on the nose. Just a tad. You are all here for an unusual empo- employment opportunity. Uh, the application process has been pretty rigorous with interviews and training sessions to demonstrate your skill, but you've made it through and you're here to accept the job offer. You've all been summoned to a central government building, to a platform that is thankfully slightly shaded. So I'm going to let you all uh, introduce your characters one by one by having them like arrive in place. So who's arriving first? Oh, it's probably me because I know my way around. 
mm-hmm. uh, would Do make sense. Do you want sense. to describe, set the scene for everybody? Uh, yeah, so uh, Raina is a tabaxi, so she is a cat girl. Uh, and if anybody's ever <laughs> seen a clouded leopard, it's <gasps> she looks like that. So they're like grayish, uh, grayish sort of beige color fur, and then like. Um, so it's just got like like leopard spots, but they're written on square. Uh, and uh, she carries a, a flute on her hip, uh, and she she's wandering around. So she does know her way around. So since she's got there first, but she's looking around in sort of wonder at a lot of the stuff that she sees and a little bit of confusion. Did I catch right that this is open to the air, high up? Yes. Uh, I think Morgan probably will be arriving next then. Uh, Morgan, unusually, is a winged tiefling, so uh, uh, onlookers will be seeing a large... Is that a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a tiefling uh, with big wings flying in. Uh, she's probably had a good time flying with all the heat, with the, uh, the rising uh, pillars of hot air take you really high up. Great views over over Cat Girl City. You uh, can call it Atasorbus if you hate it so much. It's just... No, no, it's fine. It's Cat Girl City. Um, uh, so she's going to arrive uh, by wing. She's going to make a very uh, dainty landing. Uh, no no uh, ungainly flapping or, or, or big thudding. Uh, and she is quite tall. Very, very purple. She's a very purple tiefling. Uh, and she's got a great big parrot on her shoulder also. Was the parrot not flying with uh, her? It'll land on her shoulder uh, as she, as she lands. Lift. Anyway, it's bright blue. Big, big blue bird uh, landing with her and it's uh, eyeing everybody. Or it may only be one person here. Raina will eye it back. Uh, and she's very tall and nice clothes, but they're a bit battered now. And she's got a big stick, big staff. Mmm, nice. Oh, what's the name of the parrot? The parrot's name, this big blue parrot, has the name of Green. I love it so much. Get it. (laughs) (laughs) Tosia very much values uh, good timekeeping. So if the others had all been, uh, the others, so she she would arrive to the exact minute, most likely. Um, sort of a, uh, mid-height for a Loxodon. Um... Bulky enough, broad shoulders, with a big mole strapped to her back. Um, she at first seems quite imposing because um, of her her size, her weaponry, her armor. But the the sort of timid way she carries herself, um, much like the the quote from John Mulaney, uh, "If you poured soup in my lap, I'd probably apologize to you." <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of strolls strolls up, quite nervous, worrying about bumping into things. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, oh I, I, I didn't see you there. Um, and settles herself as far out of trouble as she can be. For people who are not familiar, because I wasn't before, actually, before this campaign, what is a loxodon? Elephant person. I have um, a trunk that can be used to give myself advantage on checks with smell, and it, I can use it as a snorkel and an extra hand. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> How tall is Tozzy? Oh, um... I didn't look up Loxodong Heights, but let's just say because uh, I can do what I want. Six and a half feet. Nice. That's actually oh. pretty, that's pretty Loxodon. That's, mid, yeah, mid-sized Loxodon, right? They're like 
six to eight feet, aren't they? Yeah. Morgan's about the same height, but only if you include the horns. She's <laughs> yeah. be shorter without the horns. I feel like that's a hot thing. Like, you know, um, women with beehives in the 60s? Yeah. Like, mm. short women with tall <laughs> yeah. hair. It's like the horns deal is like it's adding an extra couple of inches so you can say that you're six foot but are you actually six foot oh here i am making Raina fairly tall and she's actually going to be the smallest oh yeah <laughs> by a long shot oh yeah oh Ariel, no. do you want to introduce your character so um delphi is um a a grow folk which is kind of like a, a trient but more humanoid um they have bark skin uh, like from a like a silver birch tree so sort of white and slightly papery uh, with spots of like normal birch over it and uh, they're not amazingly like gracious but they they kind of walk in slightly like uh, what's the word distracted by things not necessarily the the, the beautiful city um, of of cat girls and their um, friends but more just generally distracted by things um, and they they walk in at a full uh, at an average size of seven and a half feet um, <laughs> for uh, grow folk grow folk going from roughly like six feet to like sometimes um, nine even ten feet at a push um, so it's it's a it's a maybe actually on the shorter end um they have to duck through every door they've ever found outside of their uh, outside of the Grove Folk City. I think Rainer um, is slightly intimidated by these very tall yeah. people. <laughs> so you're all gathered on this platform, uh, and for a second, uh, you're sort of kind of sitting or standing, sort of looking at each other, not really sure what to do. You don't know who you're supposed to be meeting. A panther tabaxi leaps deftly from the platform above you uh, down to to your platform. Um, and she turns to all of you and says, Welcome. I'm glad to see you all here promptly. I'm Bastet. I'll be running your operation. You're going to be our task force, if you will. The project's official name is the Adventurer's Research of Abnormal Civilian Experiences, or Project Arrowace for short. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I, I, I. You honestly, I have you have no idea how long it took for me to try and squeeze an acronym out of the like what you're supposed to be doing here. Um, <laughs> I was like sat there like. Ah, and I also because I had been talking to Ariel about acquisitions incorporated, so I was like, "How do, how do acquisitions? No, no, not acquisitions. Adventurers." <laughs> um, can, you, can you give us the, uh, the the title again? Sorry. It's the adventurers' research of abnormal civilian experiences. This is an unlikely collaboration of multiple cities and states to investigate the unusual occurrences that have been happening everywhere recently. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, the, the disappearances, missing persons, unusual monster activity. Raina raises her hand. Uh, I don't. Yeah, me, me neither. Excuse me. Sorry. Same. Well, you said you we knew about it, but I, I don't. Oh, oh, well, uh, sorry, I, I thought it was common knowledge. Um, well, we've been experiencing a, a rather unusual volume of paranormal activity I guess is the easiest way of explaining it um, 
Of course, uh, we are no strangers to the whims of the gods. Uh, plenty of unusual things have happened over history, um, but they seem to be increasing at the moment, and there doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to them. Are you sure it's not just regular magic, arcana? That's what we thought, but we have reason to suspect that there's something larger at play here. That's what we want you to discover. Essentially, you're going to be putting out these fires, and, uh, well, if there's any indication of what might be causing them, then uh, you report it back to us. I've, I've hired you all for your uh, indisputable military prowess, your academic expertise, and your hands-on experiences. All of your references were glowing, although some were harder to track down than others, and she kind of glances over to Reyna as she says that. <coughs> your missions may well take you all over the neighbouring kingdoms, and your expenses will be covered by us, and you'll be paid handsomely for your work. In return, we need you to aid in alleviating the problems, as I said, uh, and it may be the case that you're unable to completely eradicate the problem or find its source, but any information that you have is useful to us. Do you have any questions? Yeah, uh, how do you want us to go about this? Like, you can't just say, oh, go find out what's causing this and not even tell us what is going on. I'm sorry, I'm not being clear. What is it that needs explaining? Where... So, you want us to investigate something, but you've given us this really vague kind of indication of what it is. Is there something specific you want us to do right now? I'm, I'm sure that uh, they'll have some details for us in a moment. Yes, um, uh, that's sort of your, uh, your overall job description, if you like. Right, my apologies. No problem, no problem at all. I am here to make your job as easy and as understandable as possible. Uh, you've all been called here today because, um, well, one of these strange occurrences happened not too far from here. Uh, just west of a town called Tepmet. Are any of you familiar? Vaguely. Yeah. I've heard of it, but uh, never been. Right, uh, and, and do any of you know about the, the Eternal Shards, the monoliths that appeared around there? Don't what? The Eternal uh, Shards. Vaguely, they're... What on earth is that? They're large crystals in the ground. They're, they're just big old rocks, basically. They're not that interesting outside of that. I have a question. How on earth have you not heard of this? Well, uh... I've been away. Okay. I haven't been this far west ever, I don't think. But even I've heard of this. Well, you learn something new every day. You do. Raina, where, where were you visiting? Was it a, uh, a sailing expedition? Your, um, your old captain, uh, Captain Sterling, spoke very highly of you. Well, yeah, you could say that. Okay. Um, like we said, the Eternal Shards in and of themselves aren't particularly interesting. Um, but a few days ago, the people who live around the Shards reported a strange sighting to us. Uh, so we'd like you to go and uh, check it out, if that's alright. Alright. Go to the big rocks. You got it. I'm sure we'll find whatever there is to find. Is there anything else we need to know about these big rocks? Or are they just large? That, that's, that's all you need to, I mean, they're prismatic. I don't, I don't know what other information I can give you. Well, I meant more about the situation in general. Oh, but... I see. Uh, the, um, the... 
Well, it's, uh, it's slightly concerning. A, uh, a young child appeared suspended among the monoliths, uh, but we, uh, no one could get, get, get the child down, so, um, that's, that's what we'd like you to investigate. Was it, uh, a, a child that someone recognised, or was it just a stranger? Just a stranger. Strange child. A strange child. Even better. Are they, uh, are they alright? Well, we, we haven't been able to tell, really. The, the shards are about 100 feet up, so um, well, no one's been able to get them down. They're still there? Yes. Oh, goodness. That's horrible. Yes, so uh, so time is of the essence. Um, I can have a government official escort you out there, uh, if you would like. Um, ha- how old was the child? Oh, God, what is that accent? <laughs> what? what? Do you want to try that again? Yes, I very much do. Hang on, I need to sing this. There's no music, age, mate. Okay, that's how I get into the accent. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm definitely keeping that in. <laughs> uh, how old was the child? I can't do it! I think my friend is asking how old the child was. Brainer <laughs> <laughs> oh just kind of breaks down. Oh. Uh, yeah, Bastet turns to you and says, Oh, I, I didn't see the child myself, so um, I, I really don't know, unfortunately. We're not talking about a baby, right? Did the report not indicate the child's race, uh, appearance? No, there was nothing specific, unfortunately. Uh, they were too high up. I mean, with, with, all, with all due respect, I think we'll recognise a child floating in the middle of sure, the air. But it's nice to know what kind of child they are. You know, what genre. Uh, I was, it's, I suppose, more likely to be tabaxi if it was not commented upon. I'm assuming all the people in the area are majority tabaxi. Actually, in the town of Tepmet, it's a predominantly dragonborn town. Bastet sort of uh, looks you all over one last time and says, Do you have any final questions for me before you set out? Who are you, by the way? I'd be what I, I forgot that we kind of... Yeah, what? Who are you? Apologies. Um, I'm the the head of this operation. I'm a, uh, well, basically just a government official, to be honest. But I have training in in uh, the Secret Service and uh, in the, the Navy, which is the, sort of the Tabaxi's main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Very impressive. I like I like to crochet. Oh, me too. Oh, have you made anything recently? Um, well, it's a little difficult with the big hands, but uh, I thought this was kind of cute. And she has uh, a really largely knitted uh, cozy for her for her mole. Oh my <laughs> gosh! What colour? Um, probably like a maroon. To, to clarify, because I have no idea, what is a mole? Um, it's a big hammer with a pointy bit on the end. Ah, big hammer with a pointy bit. Got you. Yeah, yeah. And I just bastard who has thus far been like a like very poised. Um, and quite sort of minimal in her in her movements, uh, rushes over and is cooing over your adorable maroon mall cozy, um, and uh, is admiring your your handiwork. Well, well, it just keeps it from getting dusty. I, I would be so admiring the handiwork if this was real life. Sorry, continue. I, I love the stitching. It's a beautiful, beautiful color. Sorry, I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm getting distracted. Um, well, that's all right. Anything else you'd like to know? Um, will I need to use this? And she kind of lifts up her mole. Possibly. Um, hopefully it won't come to that, but uh, 
well, we, we hired you because of your of your strategy and your tactics and also your um, ability to, I think your father said, hit things real good? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that. Um, yeah, uh, uh, thank you very, that's, that's very kind of you to say. She's very flustered. I love her so much already. Let's go hit a baby. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's not hit the baby until we've figured out if the baby needs hitting. Let's deduce about hitting a baby. Can we not hit babies, please? Oh. Yes, I'm very anti-baby hitting. Um, the uh, bastard sort of uh, uh, sort of shakes her her paw like as a, in a kind of uh, come over here gesture, and a uh, slightly overweight uh, but beautifully uh, befurred. I don't know what the word like this this cat. Tabaxi, wow. This tabaxi has just got like beautiful uh bluish greyish fur, um and uh she kinda waddles over. Are you modeling this after after my cat in real life? <laughs> I'd like you to meet Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay, sorry. I can't believe you're doing this to me. <laughs> Katie's got a cat called Scooter, who is a Russian blue. Not a Russian blue, British blue. Short. Is she not? She, she's That's a, she's so a, sad. She's a British short hair, blue cream mix. She's fat. That is so sad because I was going to give her a Russian accent. Do it anyway. Give her a Russian accent anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> she, 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 okay. A really bad fake Russian accent. Oh, 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 oh honey, that is how I do. <laughs> <laughs> what What else is it going to be? It's me. Um, so, uh, Scooter, Scooter comes up to you and is like, "Hello, uh, very pleased to meet you. My name is Scooter. Um, please, please uh, follow me." And sort of quite deftly uh, leaps off of the platform and starts kind of scurrying down towards the street below. Rainer will follow. Yeah, following. I'm gonna skip over the the traveling because I feel like well, unless unless uh, is Scooter escorting us into the desert. A scooter is escorting you into the desert, um, and uh, is so the the. Tr- <laughs> sorry, sorry. You might have lost Katie for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture of this cat later. But she, she's never done anything deftly in her life, except food stealing, possibly. I was gonna say she's very, very good at getting chicken off a plate. Um, oh my god! Have you, and she's fantastic. <laughs> have you made cat girl scooter sexy? You're not allowed to do that. No, <laughs> no I've made. I haven't made her. Well, let's be honest. Nothing in this podcast is going to be sexy. I think I'm okay now. I'm, I've been doing some, some deep breathing. I've been doing so. Hopefully, I should keep it together. <laughs> um. Cool. Yeah. So the um the monoliths aren't too far from the city. They're only like a an hour or two's walk. Do um, we have to go through the city to get to them or not? Um, you do. Ooh. Yeah. And it's but you're sort of in the kind of the not the financial district, but the kind of uh sort of businessy kind of uh, offices area of the of the city, like where the kind of government building is. Um, so it's not the most exciting. You're walking away from the port, which will definitely be explored subsequently if you would like to. Do you have any? Do you? 
to her. Do you want to chat to Scooter or to each other on the journey? I have a tin of biscuits. I'm going to see if anyone wants anything. But apart from that, not really. Raina's definitely taking a biscuit. <laughs> Morgan will also accept a biscuit. I'm good. Fair enough. But thank you for the offer. Scooter. Scooter's going to do the thing where you um, where you take two biscuits um, and then you like pretend that you didn't mean to, but you totally did. It's it's fine. It's fine. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. She looks sadly at the tin. Oh, no. These are really nice biscuits. Thank you very much. My father made them for me. Oh, they're so sweet. Yeah, he's great. I miss him a bit. Wait, who is your father? You are um, Atherdale, right? That's so hard to say in a non-Scottish accent. My, 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 well, my, 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 my dad isn't the Atherdale. Um, he, we married, he married into the, into the family. That, that's my uncle. Oh, I see, I see. So you're like, like part of a nobility kind of thing. I mean, kind of. My um, uncle is is the head of, uh, uh, represents the academic progress of our city. And, uh, you know, he didn't have kids, so me or my brother, me and my brother are going to have to sort of compete a little bit uh, if when he dies to see who's next in charge. Um, but, yeah, we, we do we do quite well for ourselves. Right, and, and you see, um, when you mention your brother, uh, Raina looks uh, a little bit distracted and sad. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I'll be fine. And put a big loxodon hand on her tiny cat head and give it a little pat. Uh, I think that's too much for Raina and she sort of looks at you slightly menacingly, but she's too much of a sweetheart to actually be menacing. <laughs> Tozier is silent for the rest of the journey. <laughs> she's just like, oh no. We've like tried to make friends and kind of failed, so we're both kind of like awkwardly like, I can't talk to this person. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, she hates me. Cool. Any Anybody else got anything they, they want to say or do or... I'd like to get some good roleplay out of this, but to be honest, Morgan's mm. not going to say anything. <laughs> She's going to eat her biscuit and walk determinedly, and that'll be it. In that case, let's do like a little uh, travel montage. You have all walked uh, to the monoliths, and um, they are really striking. They, they stand out against uh, the skyline. They're these beautiful... Uh, they almost look like glass, sort of shards, um, and... Where the sunlight hits them, it uh, refracts the light into these beautiful uh, rainbows uh, on all the kind of uh, surrounding surfaces. As you kind of walk closer, uh, you can see that there's uh, a bunch of tents around, uh, positioned around the monoliths. And the easiest way to describe it is like, uh, like fantasy Burning Man. Very good. <laughs> it's like there's like flamethrowers and uh and you know like all these tents set up there's uh you know there's people like smoking in the corner there's uh the uh, there's a band of uh of some bards uh playing music that's sort of been amplified um so like kind of by magic um and yeah the atmosphere seems like really great like people are having a proper party this is surprising Raina just kind of stands there and stares at them for a bit. Where did they come from? Where did they go? And she's talking about the, the stones, not the people. Oh, we, we don't know. They just appeared like 20 years ago, I think. They, they're, they're just 
People have many ideas of where they came from. They, no one really knows. It's the same thing with everything. No one knows why it was there. It, it just is. I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for it. The, the explanation may be that a god did it, but I'm sure that there is an explanation. Well, we may never know. Who are these people who live around it? Do you want to, I guess, roll a history check? First, First roll of the game! First roll of the game! First roll of the podcast. I didn't take history, but I've got oh, I've got high int, so it's fine. Okay, I've got a plus four to history. Let's see how that goes. Thirteen. So that's a seventeen. Wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's good enough. Um, so you remember in your undergrad you had to do like a um, world history module that you mostly kind of slept through because you didn't find it particularly interesting. Um, but the um, how old is how old is Morgan? Uh, mid twenties, I think. I, I, I didn't I didn't really nail that one down. That's fine. Just so that's so it wasn't like long ago. Um, so you know that um, that this community has only existed for as long as the as as long as the monoliths have existed. So that's about twenty years, um, and. They mostly came from from Atus Orbis and from Tepmet, the sort of neighbouring town. Um, but people were drawn all over uh, to these strange uh, prisms that suddenly shot out of the ground pretty much overnight. Um, and this community is very uh, irreverent. They're very much um, believers in the, the beauty of spontaneity and... Uh, just being able to like kick back and have fun uh, so yeah they are always like this it's kind of like a permanent festival um, where they kind of they you remember something about uh, their most of their kind of trade being with with Tepmet the town kind of next to them okay so I, I, I get unreasonably distracted by like supply lines no, it's it's cool. It's cool because I did think this through. Because I was like, how does a how does a community just party all the time? And my answer was, I guess, a either in shifts or b being really annoying neighbors. Um, <laughs> and the answer is little column A, little column B. Can we see uh, this suspended young child from where we are? No, you can't. Okay, because I was going to say it was a bit weird if all these people are just partying and there's just, like, a child in need hanging above them. Does anyone look less partying and more, um, what's the word? I guess, I don't want to say sober, but essentially sober. Solemn? Yeah. Yeah. Does there's anyone a... look more like like someone who would be worried about a child floating hundreds of feet above the air? Yeah, there's a, so there's a, um... There's a dragonborn in in glasses who's who's kind of like wearing, I guess, the kind of fantasy equivalent of like a t-shirt and jeans, where everyone else is in like these, you know, glitter and and you know neon um, bright colours of a festival. Uh, this guy looks kind of uh, normal and unassuming, and uh, is also just not really in the party spirit. He's kind of like looking around and yeah not having a great time should we head over to him then yeah on the way uh i would like to see if i can snatch any rum <laughs> uh 
Uh, yeah, cool. Roll. Uh, I I don't know. Do you wanna do you wanna like nick some or do you want to like buy some from somebody no. or charm your way into getting some from somebody? Do you wanna bard this or rogue it? No, I wanna like take some, but only if like someone's left some. Oh gosh, that's got. Are you shocking? Bad. That could go so badly, but it's an excellent idea. Hey, hey, doesn't somebody have a um, a pr- um, advantage on checks that involve smelling? I do. Hee <laughs> hee. Yeah, you could like sniff it and you could you could grab a drink, sniff it, see if it's got poison or anything in it. She'll sniff any drink that's given to her, but she's not going to grab a glass off the table randomly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Raina would. If Raina gives it to her to check, then absolutely. I was going to say, Raina, do you want to do like a, I guess a slight of, not a slight of hand check, probably just a perception check, just a perception check to like see if you can see any, anything in the area. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going to like actively steal from someone, but if there's like some rum going, I'm going to have some. <laughs> uh, what, what did you say? Perception? Yeah. It's an eight. No, that, that you cannot see any anyone who has been so foolish as to leave their drinks unattended. Honestly, whenever I try and look for alcohol in a D&D game, I always roll badly. <laughs> I mean, just to clarify, uh, foolish in terms of like they want to keep drinking, not foolish as in it's foolish to leave your drink uh, unattended because we lived in a culture where we weren't, you know, constantly on edge, then it would be fine to do that and you shouldn't shame people. For making small mistakes when there are bad people out there. Segue back to the, the podcast. I'm sorry for uh, taking us off track. <laughs> no, you're cool. Um, okay, so rum unswiped. Um, Sad. <laughs> anyone? Okay, so you guys are all heading over to the to the Dragonborn with glasses. Yep, Morgan is heading straight there. Uh, she's not particularly comfortable in this big party, so she's going right there. Um, oh, I should probably say for uh, for context that might not have been uh, stated in general is that uh, having wings as a tiefling is not normal. It's a weird mutation. There's probably only like three other tieflings in the whole world with wings. So she's going to be kind of... Uh, she's going to get some stares. Uh, you, uh, the, the rest of the party may also be a little bit weirded out by tiefling with wings. I think Raina's just never seen a tiefling or heard much about yeah. them, so she just assumes that all tieflings have wings. Yeah, the same. Okay, but they definitely don't. Tosia thinks it's impolite to ask. We're all going to be really weirded out when we see a tiefling without wings. Yeah, we'll be um. like, what happened to your wings? <laughs> Wait, should we not ask that? In fairness, I think here, actually, the people won't really like bat an eyelid at you because... Um, there's there's lots of like different groups of people here, although predominantly Tabaxi and Dragonborn. Okay. Um, and but they are, you know, there's people wearing like fake angel wings. And, okay. You know, uh, is it would it be appropriation to wear fake horns? Oh, probably. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, probably. But but oh, also I can see the people coming here and party doing that. Uh, yeah. The real question is if tieflings are oppressed here. No, I would say not. I think if an elf did it, it might be appropriation. Yeah, okay. 
<laughs> the elves are not particularly great in this game. Oh, well, actually, they, is there any fair. game in which they are particularly great? Yeah, I've never played a game in elf in which elves are good. Even the game where the DM tried to make elves good, we act only went against their wish. So, so you approached this uh, this guy. Um, anyone want to strike up a conversation with him? Yes, I I'll I'll look at them and say, uh, we're here to. Not wait, no. We're here to save a child, not stab them. A child, a baby, a child, a small. I'll sort of like tap them on the shoulder and, and be like, "What my friend's trying to say? Apparently, there's some young child that's been suspended here, and we've been sent to investigate. Do you know anything about that? And my name's Raina, by the way. Oh, hi. Um, I'm Anders. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hi. Yeah, Anders, Anders kind of looks you up and down and is like, wait, um, I take it you guys aren't from around here, right? Nope. No. no. Uh, in a sense, no. Oh my gosh, are you, are you the, the, um, the weird government, um, yes. project something, space or whatever it is? Yeah. I believe that is us. No. Yeah, the government oh, sent us. Yes, yes. Yeah, um... Uh, well, y'all are a little um, late. Uh, the kid is 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 gone. Like everything's fine. What? You just where did the child go? Um, I don't know. Like they just disappeared the same way that they appeared. Hmm, that's more disconcerting. Can you take us by any chance to where the child was before they disappeared? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Oh, like in this? I mean, I can't take you up there. That was part of the problem. But if you could, could indicate to us the, the, the spot, that would be helpful. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Um, Ellie, can I insight check Anders? Yeah, sure. Because I'm, I'm just, I just want to see if he's lying or not. If there's something he's get? not telling us. I'm rolling now. Uh, oh no, I got an eight. Ha! <laughs> um, oh. you notice that Anders is wearing glasses. Which means... <sighs> Through your clever deductions, that he probably has difficulties with sight. Interesting. I'm writing it down in my notebook. I love the idea that so far the only success has been from Morgan's intelligence, and I feel like that's going to determine the party vibe. <laughs> Wait until we get into combat, you guys. Then I will shine. I promise. True. <laughs> yeah. mm, Morgan's more on the uh, hitting, not hitting things side. So I think the hitting is going to be a bit more dramatic. I was gonna say I not to not to do a grand reveal or anything, but I saw all of your character sheets this morning, and I realised that with the exception of the bard in the party, you all went. How will they know that I'm queer? Low charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I have minus one charisma. Same. Oh god, have we all got bad charisma? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> minus two. I'm carrying the party. Is that why you suggested that one of us not have a minus? That I didn't have a minus one for charisma. I do have my methods. Is Rainer the only the only uh, cool person then? Oh, plus three. Yeah, I was gonna say. Ooh. Luckily, she's got enough to for for all of the rest of you. But yeah. Okay, you're gonna have to charm the pants off of everyone we meet then. I mean, on average, I think we're still below zero. <laughs> um, so, so um, Anders takes you uh, close to to the monoliths. Um, there's four of them, and they're kind of like a asymmetrical heights. And he kind of gestures up to the sort of, I guess, what would be the sort of center point between 
the fall um and he says yeah the the kid was was there one minute and um and so we we sent word to the to the the central government but um you know uh i guess it's bureaucracy or whatever they said it would take a few days and um now the kid's gone well i think that's our job done Aces is Am Chisholm, Chloe Elliott, Ariel Evans, Katie McLeod, and me, Ellie Webster. Many thanks to our patrons Nate Scott Jones, Ouroboros, EK Green, Space Ben, Callum D, Ebad, KP, and Still a Piece of Garbage. If you want to join them or find out more about what different rewards we offer, head to patreon.com forward slash deck of many aces. If you'd like to leave us a review, please do so on the podcast platform of your choice. If your podcast platform doesn't have a review system, then you can use our Podchaser page. We read every review and it means the world to us. If you want to chat to us on socials, it's at Deck of Many Aces on pretty much every social media you can think of. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Blue Sky, Hive. We've got all of them. Give us a bell on any of those, or if you want to send us an email the old-fashioned way, it's deckofmanyaces at gmail.com. If you love the music from the show, you can check it out. It's on Chloe Elliott's Bandcamp. You can also search for the, any of the original soundtrack albums just by searching Deck of Many Aces in most music streaming platforms. If you want to find us elsewhere, there's lots of places on the internet you can do so. You can find both Am and Chloe on uh, Rendezvous with Destiny, our sister podcast. Am also runs a podcast with Will called Date Night Drive-In. And Chloe can be found on Twitch at Chloe underscore with the flow. As for me, I've not got much out on the internet these days, but if you would like to support me or would like to hear more about what I'm doing in the creative sphere, have a little look at the episode description and click the sign up to my mailing list link. I'll never spam your inbox. It's usually an email every month or two just to kind of let you know what I'm doing, what projects are in your area or online that I'm getting involved with and how you can support me as an artist. If you'd like to support the podcast, obviously the Patreon we've mentioned earlier. If you just want to support us with a one-off donation, you can go to our Acast supporter link. That's supporter.acast.com forward slash deck of many aces with dashes between the words. That's all from me. I love you. Have an ace week. Bye.